Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Day with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, always Danny Kelly joins us. He normally here reflects on the Premier League weekend. But of course, we had internationals to discuss. And... Uh, Antonio Conte sacking Tottenham oh, fellow right, yeah. Tottenham fan and uh, Andy Wader on his thoughts because he obviously knew Conte from his Chelsea days so pretty deepish dive into uh, Conte and Spurs um, also we had a bit of a chat didn't we as always we did yeah and we dusted off some more clips of the week pewter this time oh, yeah. from 2003 f- featuring a very youthful Alan Brazil an old favourite we yeah. haven't heard for ages that's right so I hope you enjoy <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Uh, good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. And uh, I had to watch the England match on delay yesterday because it was uh, the annual event, the boat race that passes right by basically our 50 yards from our front door. Oh, so, okay. So we, you, you, you always want to go down there and watch it. It is Britain's worst spectator sport. It's absolutely <laughs> really? terrible. But it was it actually was quite an exciting race yesterday. It was only uh, a length in it, so it was quite good. But... Uh, well, who are you rooting for, Andy? Well, Do you I, have a half and half scarf? I put a, I put a video on Instagram where I'm I'm going, come on, Cambridge and Oxford. Oh, okay. well, that's very good of you. <laughs> I know. I thought I was quite Cambridge new. won, didn't they? They, they did. did yeah. They did the double men's yeah. and women's. So uh, the thing was, as I walked along the the riverside, the bankside, there was a cameraman, a BBC cameraman. Oh yeah. And I thought I was really tempted. I said to the wife, I think I'll go back. Get my old poster, listen to Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSport, put it on the end of a broom handle, and when the boats come out, I'll just dangle it in front of me. Do you have a poster with that written on it, always to hand, in case oh, you always. spot a BBC camera? In case man. I spot a camera, an opportunity. Because right. it didn't get me into trouble last time I did. No, it got you actually <laughs> thrown out a BBC <laughs> centre, but that, that's, that's another, another story for another day. Story. Um, <laughs> Some sports say, you make a good yeah. point, Britain's, you're saying it's the world's worst spectator sport. Well, it's not great. Rowing. Well, no, you know, not if you're on the line. It's not even as good as the Tour de France, where at least 100 blokes go past you, and that's all you see. But this is just two boats go past you. You can see them coming towards what, what, what you. What more you do you see want? Them it's a boat race, Andy, between two teams. Well, they don't charge to get in. Although I said to Sue, we could stand here on the by the entrance to the river, the bank side thing, and yeah. we could charge people. Could make out well, as like a scam. There's, there's a fee, yeah. Okay. 
set up a turnstile <laughs> there. I thought so. Oh dear, that sounds very nice. <laughs> so um, some sports, it's like mm. I, um, like we've talked before about American football. When you go, you watch it in the flesh. Yeah. It's ve- unless you can follow the plays, it's very hard to follow, isn't it? No, that's true. And the boat race is better on telly. Though, yeah. That's for sure. But and uh, I found that with ice hockey a couple of times when I've mm. gone. Oh yeah, it's, you can't it's see quite the hard puck. to follow the puck, isn't it? No, really? Unless they have a tear yeah. up, there's really very, not much going on. Hard. So. If you've been similarly surprised when you've taken in a sport in the flesh for the first time, then you can share that with the class. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. Well, one of the best results over the weekend, let's be honest, if you were listening to the Fools panel on Friday, none of us saw it coming, was that brilliant point that Wales gave. Yeah, that was a great result. Uh, against Croatia at the weekend. Well done to uh, Nathan Broadhead uh, of Ipswich making his debut. He scored the goal. Uh, and until now, you may have only known Nathan mm. from uh, something else. What um, was that? He was the um, his claim to fame was winning the NFL's Keepy Uppy Challenge in 2016. But with a, American football, yeah, he was right. at Everton and uh, he did Keepy Uppies with an American football. And guess how many he did? Would you say would be a good score with American football? Well, it's difficult if you get it at the point. It's impossible. I don't know, hundred. Have another guess. Lower. Two. Oh, lower. Yeah. Uh, 53. Higher. 74. No, it was 62. I mean, it wasn't the most exciting, but he did 62. What a marvellous game. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's play your cards, right? It's yeah. like it, not, like it hasn't worked before. Um, Go on for like, One time we played Have Another Guess. It went on for about 10 Have minutes. Another Guess, the fantastic game. Yeah, yeah. It can be here for hours because it, it just involves Andy guessing and me saying... Have another guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was his claim to fame. So mm. he can shake that off. No longer is he the bloke who did 62 keep the uppies with a with an American football. He is now uh, the man what scored the equaliser against Croatia away. A better claim to fame. I'd say it I'd, certainly I'd, is. Is there a tag that you... There is a joke uh, about someone called Joe. I can't say what they call him in this joke. But he shook off a tag in a very in a slightly different fashion, of course, from Nathan. But um, we're just like, have you ever... T- you were known as the bloke that mm. or the person that or the woman that and then suddenly you managed to shake it off you did something afterwards and they never said oh you mean John who yes yeah. you had a new one let us know if you managed to shake off uh, what, a tank. John from the National Obsession John could be yeah that's right that's what he's known as now <laughs> talksport.com forward slash H&J and text to 81089 mm. and you can tweet to TSH&J Gareth Bale obviously was what he, I, don't think oh, yeah. he was, I don't think he was watching live he was at a Maroon 5 gig yeah that's what that's what he's getting I, up I to he could do it. anything he liked with his life and yeah. he went and saw Maroon 5 well, I not don't even, that there's anything wrong with I that. don't even know who they are to be really honest uh, do you want to hear some of their stuff well I could do yeah ok I'm sure John can maybe we'll go in and out of today's <laughs> I might know their music but I, I couldn't I, I certainly wouldn't go to maybe, maybe we can play a game Andy Jacobs no I don't know that one so we'll play basically a few hits of Maroon 5 today out of the breaks and see if you can if you've ever heard them before he's still only 33 a big band yeah no no I've heard of the name yeah. still only 33 though it's a very strange decision to retire he's a long time retired he played for a long time and he was getting know, lots of injuries you know, yes but you know and there's a lot of golf courses mm. around the world there's a lot of Maroon 5 gigs to take well, in well you know he's, he's certainly in a comfortable position <laughs> good for him thank you very much now, for that uh, did you see this Elton John got fit for the final leg of his farewell tour by walking six miles a week in his swimming pool sideways I, I think they're saying he... his swimming trunk thought he was like speedo Elton <laughs> no in his swimming pool but sideways what's he doing training to be a linesman yeah <laughs> very strange that's very good 
What is, what is he doing there? Yeah, a bit of a shot, wouldn't it? You go around yeah. Elton's house. I mean, there's a lot of resistance. I can see the point of walking in a pool, but sideways yeah. is quite weird, really. Well, I mean, most of the work he does is sitting down, though, isn't it? A piano, yeah. so, but it obviously yeah. takes it out of you at his age. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You know this one? Oh, yeah. It's the biggest hit, I'd say. It's good, isn't it? Um, yeah, Gareth Bale was uh, watching, rather than watching Wales, he was watching Maroon 5. Uh, yeah. But he caught up with Wales, obviously. So we'll play some other of, of uh, their fine works for you, Andy, and you can tell us. No, I've never heard that one. But at least you've, at least you've heard one of these. I've so. heard that one, yeah. Marvellous. Anyway, uh, there I was, about 20 past 10 last night. I thought, I'll have a quick look at social media, a quick look at yeah. Twitter before I go to bed. And club announcement. Thing. Really? <laughs> 20 past 10 on a Sunday mm. night, Daniel. Really? The timing. Uh, and so what do I do? I immediately switch on Talk Sport and um, Danny Kelly and Andy Brassel are there doing um, Trans Europe he Express. Is. I heard them talking about it. There is a bit mm. of an un- understandable gear change and, 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 you know, it's a kind of international European story anyway. It was a good listen and Danny joins us now. Hello, Danny. Well, thank you for that, Paul. Yeah, about 20 past 10, we were getting into our usual groove about, is this boy from Locomotive Zivzniak good enough for Bulgaria's <laughs> back four? And then suddenly, bang, there it is. Um, but but the, the, the statement, I mean, I'm, I'm going to cut straight to the chase. The first part of the statement, Antonio Conte, mutual agreement, all that, very, very good for the club. Very, very good for my mental health because I can't stand another week of this and him. Um, Very, very good for him as well. He clearly hated being there. Mm. The second half of the statement, um, that Christian Stellini was going to stay and run the club for the next 10 games. I mean, we're all highly paid, really fantastically well paid pundits. And I know 30, 40, 50 of them, not one person, not one suggested that Stellini would be the interim manager. Mm. Not one. So... This, to me, looks like, from Daniel Levy, an Elon Musk move. So far left field that you think, ah, maybe he knows something I don't know. Um, But, of course, it's much more likely that just like what Musk has done with Twitter, um, it's going to turn out to be a complete mugs game. I just don't get it. Do you get it? Paul, I'll appeal to you. You're an intelligent man of sports, Spurs. Stellini? We were told told when he was managing the club a few weeks ago that, in fact, he was just a sock puppet and that Antonio Conte was pulling all the strings. Yes, I've got mm. no idea what kind of... Fo- Maybe he's just this very open, expansive, total football-like coach who's just been kind of hiding under the <laughs> under the invisible cloak of, uh, of Antonio unlikely. Conte, desperate to play a more expansive game. Although last year... Come on, year, boss, let's get the ball forward. Come <laughs> on. Boys, at last, he's gone. We can do what we like. <laughs> but last year, when he, the, um, Conte was getting a bit of stick to the style of play and Stellini did a press conference, he was, you know, he was very defensive of the style of play, much like the style of play. And um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, look, I don't know. I was, yeah, completely out of left field. I was surprised. But at Levy, that. Daniel Levy is, 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 is a smart fellow. You know, he must be. And yet, we're, mm. cut forward to this Thursday in the press conference. First question. So, um, uh, Christian, do you believe everything that your best mate said about the club? 10 days ago mm. and, and and it's going to be impossible because he's going to either have to stitch up his, his you know the person he's worked with for the last seven or eight years um or 
he's going to have to say the same things as Conte said, and he'll be on his bike as well. well he'll I say, don't get I, it. I, or he'll say, I can't comment on that at this point. I'm here just to. Well, look sorry. After I, the well, team. Hopefully, my colleagues in the press will say, well, sorry, that's not good enough. Yeah, sir. he still will bat it away. What can he say? It's, it's one of those questions. What, what do you it, want him to say? Why be put I mean, in that position? Why put yourself in that? I mean, the only thing yeah. I thought is that, that, that we're going to talk to Tancredi Palmieri about this in, in Italy later mm. on. Has he been damaged by this? Is Christian, is this a bit of self preservation when they said, would you like to stick around? He's thinking, well, Antonio's knackered for a while now. He's not going to be walking into another plum job. He might not need me anymore. Maybe I'll go my own mm. way. Maybe I can prove myself. I mean, apparently he has been quite popular with the players, but that's that's because it's it good. seemed to do all right. That's a classic good cop, dugout. bad cop. Now mm. the bad cop's yes. gone. It might be slightly different. I don't know. I mean, look, I, I hope, of course I do. I, I, I want to see the world as a good place and the glass is half full. I hope that he and Ryan Mason get a tune out of what is essentially a pretty talented bunch of players. You only have to think back to the end of last season when they were whacking teams three and four every week. Now, of course, coaches have had a time to assess what Spurs were doing and to counteract it. Of course they do. Um, and if that, that's the thing I'll be looking for more than anything else. I mean, you know, forget about the connection with the fans for now. That'll come with the new manager, whoever that is. But just a bit of tactical flexibility, maybe. Um, and, and, you know, if something's not going right in the game, maybe change it and mm. not bring on Davinson Sanchez to go, to double down on what you're trying to do. Mm. With all due respect to the Colombian centre-half, of course. I think Betancourt's injury was very costly. Yeah, to no, it you is. Know, and I the fact that's not the depth in that position. Basuma, no. there's probably a few players thinking, OK, if I was fit, um, things could be slightly different for me or not on loan Jed in the case Spence of Jed Spence. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, with what they've got left, fourth, I mean, it doesn't matter who's in charge. You know, they could have got Pochettino back or brought anybody mm -hmm. in, but fourth with the players they have left is still going to be hard going, I think. It's a tall order, but it was the same situation this time last year. Um, I guess there's more. I mean, last time it, it seemed always to be just Spurs and Arsenal. This time I think there's much more competition: Newcastle, Liverpool, um, Brighton, um, Andy, um, and yeah, you know, no, Brighton are definitely yeah, in there. Uh, yeah, not like, so, I don't know. You, I was listening to all these Spurs fans moaning. I was thinking, blimey, try being mired in tenth place with a manager that's clearly not good enough. That that'll be good. Well, Andy, but Andy, I would say to you about that, you, know, you can take some optimism for the fact this is usually the position from which Chelsea win the Champions League. Yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's not going to be easy, yeah. is it? Let's be honest. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I think we said we were all Come on, delighted. Paul, cheer me up. Think of, well, something, think of something positive about it. I'd, I'd, I'd like to. Um, I say, I'm, I just I just look at the, I say, I look at the players that, that the two guys are going to have available. And as you say, I'm slightly surprised that Stellini's stuck around. Um it feels a bit of a halfway house. Maybe it's a way. I'm certainly cheaper to keep the number two in the job and get mm. you know get your money's worth. Till if their the end contracts of the are all up by the end of the year, it, yeah. might, it might have been a financial decision. They're yeah. they're all staying. All all Conte's gang except for his brother Gianluca, who yeah. uh, was in an impossible position. Obviously, you mm. do wonder uh, though, Danny. This could have been managed so differently. Everything that's gone on for Antonio Conte, which we do have sympathy for, he's been here. He's lost great friends, sure, a colleague as well. Yeah. In uh, Jean -Pierre he looks Trony. defeated. I mean, yeah. he does. He yeah. could have been managed. He could have managed it in a different way. He could have said, "Look, you know, I've, I've, my head's not right. I don't feel a hundred percent. This doesn't feel right. This is not fair on Tottenham. It's not." And yeah, it could but you've have got been... to remember that Conte's very interested in money. Yeah, and, <laughs> and also, it's you know, he, he was always going to go out Butch and Sundance, wasn't he? That was mm. always the way he was going <laughs> to leave that job. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. That's not the worst ending. Um, but you, you know, you have to. You have to take some responsibility for your part, even mm. if it is, as you say, a butcher, a, a, a butcher and Sundance kind of um, 
denouement. Um, and he's right. He, he, does, he does look like he's not been enjoying life. And again, we go through all his personal stuff, and I totally see that for him. But he was never the right fit. And I, I, take, I take into account the good football they played at the latter end of last season. It's never the right fit because he, he, he doesn't think it's a big enough club for him to be at. He's wrong, of course. Um, but that's, that's what he's going on in the back of his mind. And he will. I mean, Stellini may have decoupled for whatever reason, but of course his contract's up in a few months. And Antonio Conte will get another big club in the summer if he wants one because they're queuing up in Italy. But he won't be anywhere else. It only seems to be in Italy now that this kind of um, intensity at the expense of almost humanity is accepted among football managers. The most successful managers in our country tend to be ones who know how to, you know, of course you sometimes have to lay the law down, but you've also got to accept that the players are human beings. And in these cases, very successful, often hugely self-motivated and certainly wealthy enough not to have to listen to you, human beings. And the Klops and the Guardiolas of this world, I'm sure they have their, their, their moments behind the closed doors, but mostly what, they, what we see is good relations with the players. We'll come on to yeah. England very shortly, and we'll, Ireland mm. got a massive game tonight, Danny. I don't need oh. to tell you that in Dublin, so we'll be <laughs> chatting about that as well and some of the other big stories for the home nations this weekend. But we will just get Danny's take on who he'd like to see next uh, in charge of Tottenham once this little caretaker role But it is amazing with Conte. He's done this before, but very rarely do you issue a come and sack me, please. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So you actually, you're quite a fan of Maroon 5 without even knowing it. Yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, you had no idea. You and Gareth Bale, you began to gigs together, <laughs> dancing along. That's right. Beautiful. I'll be going there. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? Anyway, we're reflecting on uh, the news around Tottenham and we'll look at the internationals with Danny Kelly shortly. A couple of things, Danny. I just wonder if the players in the old canteen, they'll be delighted, the word coming out. Uh, of the camp is that you know he was just they'll be dancing to Maroon yeah, 5 they will they? be <laughs> uh, they'll be moving that's like why Jagger. I think they'll finish top 4 because they, they're a good team they're a good squad they've got Harry Kane who's absolutely they're a good squad brilliant. but they're all fit but they've got key players out yeah. but anyway, and they're also not playing till next Monday which I think might help them Everton away though has mm. become a tougher oh, yeah, no, proposition under Sean Dice but I was going to say then I wonder if any of those players are sitting there in the canteen today ones and thinking well we've seen off another serial winner and we still haven't won anything I wonder mm. if there's any navel gazing any soul searching because I mean, well, they always say there is, and then football footballers always do that when the manager leaves. You know, oh, we're really sorry he's gone. With we should have tried a bit harder. I don't think there, they're then, not you? rushing to say well, that this time, I, are I, they? This is another part of the strange decision that uh, Daniel Levy has come up with. In that, you know, if they do hold a party to celebrate the uh, the departure of Antonio Conte, they'll mm. be doing it in front of Christian Stellini. He'll <laughs> have the phone that will go, <laughs> going, yeah. "Look at this, Antonio. Look at these. Look yeah. at these serial losers. Look at them." Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's a it's a really odd situation where you know, Stellini would have is is Christian sorry is um, Antonio Conte's spy in the cab up to now. Yeah. Now he's gonna mm. his first speech when he meets them all and says right that's over. Yeah. I'm separate. We need to move on. That's gonna have to be have to be his very best best performance of his of his managerial and coaching career so far. Otherwise, it has all the makings of a. Well, a mess. Shall we put it no stronger yeah. than that? Well, another yeah. mess. Another Ooh, fine mess. We'll um, yeah. The So, uh, who next, Danny? Uh, there's there's a bunch of runners and riders. The Nagels and things made it more interesting. But, you know, he won't he won't be wanting for job offers, I wouldn't think, in, in the summer. Um, that's it. Yeah, a whole bunch of names have been coming Maybe up. Maybe that's why they, they, they sounded out Nagels when he said, look, I need time off. I'm yeah. interested in the summer. Then you would 
get a Stellini Maybe, or somebody. But yeah. also, if you want to try and poach somebody else's manager, you're going to need time to do that. I mean, it does yeah. tend to point to the fact that Maurizio Pochettino isn't in the frame because that's an appointment they, they could have made now. Again, though, he may, he may for whatever reason, I mean, I don't, I'm speculating now, aren't we? I've said, I, I, I will come, but I need to do it. I need to come with a fresh start in the summer, whatever, mm. whatever European yeah, competition you're in or all the rest of it. Yeah, but it does strange. seem likely that they, they, it looks like they're heading in another direction. Um, Paul, all managerial appointments, um, all of them, no matter, no matter who you get, are to, to a lesser or greater extent a gamble. Mm. So I don't know the answer. I want somebody who's in an upward curve in his career, rather than Antonio Conte and, and Jose Mourinho, who, whatever else you say about it, managers have un- about 10 years when they're absolutely at their peak. And I would argue both of those are just on the far side of the hill um, and maybe raging a little bit against the dying of the light. I want someone who's on an upward curve, somebody who will restore um, the feeling of the people who pay 90 quid a pop to watch the team, that they're not mugs wasting their time, which is what Antonio Conte sought to paint the Spurs supporters as. And thirdly, I want, and this this goes for every football manager, um, they lose control of the narrative only when the players cross the line out the dressing room onto the pitch. I don't know what goes on the training grounds. I don't see them in training. I, I get all that. But the evidence of my own eyes, I won't have it denied to me at press conferences by a self serving manager. Um, you know, that's the moment when we, the fans, take control of the narrative because we can see what the team is doing. Mm. And no amount of, oh, well, you know, that was a great performance when you've clearly seen a load of rubbish. I'm, I'm sick of that and I, I want it to stop. Yeah. Not mugs, amazing loyal fans, I think you'll find the chairman. That's how he views us, yeah. which is, which is, lo- which is <laughs> lovely be, to hear. You must be gratified with that, Paul. Yeah, yeah? Honestly, it gave me a, real, I got a lump in my throat. When <laughs> yeah. I, is, is, when it, I is it renewal time for the season tickets, yeah, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazingly, let's test, let's test the loyalty of those fans when you put 10, 15% on the tickets. So, um, yes, just very quickly. I was, I was, so, so Ruben and Marine, someone like that. Yeah, okay, that's an interesting call. So, for, yeah. um, I was just flanked at the latrines by Tony Cascarino. In fact, we got talking. Oh. We were in there for about ten minutes afterwards. Wow. Not at. I mean, we'd moved away by oh, then. Oh, I see. Okay. But um, you're, sometimes <laughs> you're about, extended but hand washing. About six or seven minutes in, you're aware of the fact you are having this conversation in a toilet. Yeah. But um, yeah. he is still very keen. He said it with Natalie on on the weekend breakfast. He thinks Vincent Company would be a great appointment. He thinks he would be a, a man who has won recently with a mm. winning mentality. Although we could say that about Conte and Jose. Yeah. But I, I think but, I think it would be a big risk. There is an element of risk to it, but it's a mm. project manager, a young manager it's a different it's it's I dare I say it's Arteta like isn't it really yeah would they, they have the patience because if you appoint him then you've got to give him at least a year you've got to because you know he's not used to it and he's got to win the team over I, I think that would be a big risk uh, they're all they're all big risk he's done great mm. work so far um, and you know he he knows the Premier League up and down that helps as well um Look, this this is something. They just he would be on the right side of the line of of not just appointing somebody because you think in your mind because you built a big stadium and all the rest of it, you have somehow only got to put in one serial winner mm. and suddenly you'll transform everything. Yeah. And I don't believe in this thing of winning mentality. You have winning habits. You have winning ways of operating. If it's, if it's down to mentality. I mean, I could convince myself that I'm absolutely brilliant football manager and off I go. But it wouldn't work because it's a made-up thing. It's a made-up thing. And having a winning mentality in countries where you've got one or two clubs to compete against compared to the Premier League where, to give you an example, a team that's currently in the bottom three is favourites for the Conference League in Europe. You know, you're not messing around here. You've got got a lot of opposition. Every game is difficult. And, you know... 
The idea that just having a winning mentality is going to get you across the line away at Everton is nonsense. You've got to play. I, I also wonder if, if any prospective managers, they get seduced by the real estate. They do the tour, mm. the training ground, the ground. They think, wow, this is the club going places. Then they hand in their list of the five centre-halves they'd like and the fifth mm. one is Clement Longley on loan and that's who you get. <laughs> yeah. And you think, oh, actually... It's a bit mediocre after all. You know, I think they... And I think I wonder now, and I worry now, that other managers, and apparently there's been a few reports of this, you know, people prospectively they could approach are thinking, well, it's happened to Contact, it's happened to Jose, you know, ultimately this is a bigger problem than that. So Have you, have I, you read well, this piece uh, which features quotes from Professor Simon Chadwick, who's the... It's uh, in the uh, Times today. Yeah, yeah, in the Times. He's a professor of sport and geopolitical economy at Schema Business School, and he worked... Does he fancy the job? It's a different approach. He He said there's a fundamental misalignment between what people think the club should be doing and what they are doing. And there's a sort of schism between the people who treat it as a business and the people who treat it as a football club. Do you see see the football club as the business or do you look at the business and the football club as different entities? That's what I tend to do, Danny. I don't know about you. The idea that one feeds into the other, I'm not sure. Um, I think you're doing that, Paul, for the sake of your sanity, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll go round a twist. Um, because uh, do people still go round the twist, or has that been discredited? I'm not sure. No, uh, no. Um, you know, we're, we're not joking about mental health, but you know what I mean. Yes. We have yeah. to do this because clearly our, those of us who devour the club for entertainment and fun um, have a completely different view of other people who own it. I get that. Um, but... They can't. The problem is for Daniel Levy and, and Joe Lewis and the others is that in the, at the end of the day they will be judged by their customers. By what I'm allowing myself to be a customer now. No, mm. it's not even a legacy mm. fan. Um, by what goes on that, on that, uh, that piece of grass. The problem is they will be judging it by how well it's doing in terms of finance and all the rest of it. And when they see football clubs going for five billion pounds they'll think we're doing very, very well yeah. indeed because we've got a club that is in the same conversation as some of those clubs if we were to try and sell it. Um, it it's, just, it's just unfortunate that they, they their PR at the moment, I mean, we're not, mm. we, we, Spurs were third before the penalty at Southampton. They were third in the table. Most fans, listening to us talk now, Paul, would say, you two need to shut up. Yeah. You've got a really good club and a, and a decent no, team. No. And a great stadium. I, I yeah. absolutely yeah. see, you know... The thing first... is, though, Danny, I, I, I think the philosophy is the shut philosophy... Up, Andy. I think the philosophy is the philosophy at the club. And I think uh, Beyonce could do a residency at our stadium for 10 years every Sunday mm. and we'd still have the six high... Th- highest wage bill I think I think there is a way of running that club that they have that will never change and that's that's the crux isn't it that when Spurs are the 11th or 10th richest club in the world when you see that and you wonder then and you know I've been I've been largely tolerant of and occasionally pro Daniel Levy because I remember what it was like before he came Mm. but the question now is why if you're one of the richest clubs in the world are you not paying top dollar to and for your footballers and there's the Kane factor because whoever they appoint, yeah. if Harry doesn't fancy them, if he doesn't think that they can, you know, that he's the one that they can see. Progress. How many more times can he do that? How many no, more well, times can I, he look at a, a manager and think, yeah, this is the I th- one? I think it's this summer. I think he either stays at Spurs yeah. forever or he goes this summer. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, Andy, or no? No, don't know this one. Don't know this one. No. Okay, this is a new game. Don't know, know this one, don't know this one. The Andy Jacobs Maroon Five Years. 
Um, anyway, Danny Kelly is with us. We're looking at mm. an empty lectern at Murrayfield at the moment because the SNP leader is about to be announced. I've got half a feeling it might be Conte. Tremendous. Oh, <laughs> He's suddenly there at the lectern. This <laughs> this country is no good. <laughs> yeah. This is Scotland. They're 20 years. Yeah. He'll be doing all that stuff. Anyway, it won't be him. <laughs> Let's move on to England. What did Danny, what did we learn, if anything, from a very comfortable victory over the Ukraine yesterday? I mean, I, I, I stand to be corrected about this in the long run. We learned that England are a really, really good football team. Mm. Um, England are, in my opinion, along with France, the best team in Europe. Look, look at the players they can bring to the front of the pitch. Declan Rice um, and Jude Bellingham and Harry Kane and uh, Vakaya Saka and any number of combinations of wide players of the Fodens and Grealishes and and James Madison, they have got the tools to beat any team. Um, they've got to keep the ball away from their central defenders a little bit more. <laughs> um, and, you know, they should they should have been champions of Europe. Um, they should have beaten France in the World Cup. They're the better team in, the, in that game. And this is, without coming Belgium on it, um, this is a group of players who should be putting these teams away. And, of course, the win in Italy, massively important for psychologically. They haven't beaten some of these big teams away from home. And that was the definition of comfortable in the first half. They ripped them apart. Mm. Um, and Ukraine are extremely good in qualifying tournaments. I think they've lost two of their last 20 games in qualifying tournaments. And England kept them I in. Mean, they didn't lay a glove on them, did they? No, not um, really, no. And they're, they're, they're really good, England. And uh, all you can say is, I, personally speaking, I would like once in a when you get to these crux moments, for Gareth to be a little bit more adventurous, to believe that you, you know, the trick is to knock the other team out rather than to keep them at arm's length. I didn't uh, agree... But, uh, sorry, Danny. I didn't, yeah, on, no, I, I didn't agree with his view on Ivan Tony. I would have given him a bit longer than yeah. the 10 minutes he gave him. I heard what you're saying about, all oh, you know, the game wasn't well, done. I'm but, saying in mitigation. But what would was, it matter? You know, well, he's, you know he's still, he is capable of scoring the, a goal, Ivan Tony. It's 2-0. And then and after what happened with Italy the other day, I think the minute they get the third, Tony comes on. And I think Gareth Southgate was desperate for that third so he could change it up. But all the time it's 2-0. It only takes 2-1. Mm. And then look at the optics are taking off your most you know your record goal scorer of all time when the game's not done so I, I kind of have some sympathy for that yeah this, and this is this is we've all enjoyed the uh, I think the Nations League and all the rest of it but it, it has meant that there's virtually no friendlies they're all competitive games mm. they all matter and therefore if you have a player in, you know there's, there's two positions on the pitch isn't there there's goalkeeper now and striker since we don't play two there's only one striker where it's very hard to experiment because you don't get the moments or the games, are, you know, are friendly, is, is to do it. And I, I take your point, Andy. Um, Ivan Tony, uh, you know, only take, God forbid, Harry twist his ankle, um, which he hasn't done for nearly four years now, by the way. Let, let's get that He right. wouldn't let England um, down. He just wouldn't. That's a, no, no. And, uh, it would, it, yeah, but it, so I, I agree with Paul. The circumstances there um, were such that I think it, it's competitive match. You can't yeah. be taking chances, you know. Jason Burt made a very mm. good point today. When you look at it, the the four three three. If you stick with that, two of those positions are nailed on Saka and Kane. And he yeah. makes the point that you've now got Sterling, Rashford, Foden, effectively Grealish and Madison, and possibly Amazing. Mount, mm. all fighting for one place. Um, and that's what I'm talking about. The, look. There's no point in having and saying, oh, we've got a load of competition for places if, the, if those players are all equally mediocre. The point about England currently is they're all equally good. They're really good players playing at a very high level week in, 
week out. Uh, Mason Mount been in and out of the Chelsea team recently, but then who hasn't, Andy? Um, and uh, before you say it, who hasn't been rotating in and out of the team? Um, there's no real, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an incredible, incredible group of players to be choosing from. Um, his biggest problem is going to be getting the right combination at the moment. You'd want to see Rashford bearing down from the left-hand side mm. with Saka doing his amazing stuff on the right and Kane, you know, um, d- doing what he does. Uh, he's got a lot of choices. And the other, the other choice will be um, the third midfield player. Uh, he went for a kind of muscular combination um, against Ukraine. Mm. Um, and it may be that he he, he could in a real... In a, you, it's a question whether you you want to be you, you you have to trade Jude Bellingham could play defensive midfield he's done it um, the previous season not this season but the previous season at Dortmund um, but then you lose what he brings you going forward yeah, a bit of a waste, um, and then it's a question of whether who you, who do you put next to um, Declan Rice but these are great problems to have if you're if you're an international manager there are a lot of other managers out there who be going yeah I I tell you what most would say I take England's bench. But this is what I find surprising about Southgate last week, talking about the lack of depth, the lack of choice he's got. You think, blimey, I think you've got some good players to choose from. Only at centre-half can you say they are a bit limited, but everywhere else on the pitch, he's got choices, he's got options. And and again, I'll make the point that the the academies and the clubs in the Premier League, um, where he might have had more choice 20 years ago, for 10 years ago even, but there would have been a choice between much of a muchness standard of players what he's getting now is some really, really elite footballers um, to, from which to choose his eleven. He look, he's, I think he's done a fantastically. I think he's done a very good job at Gareth Southgate. But man, has he been in the job at the right time? You could uh, you could tell by the sound of the Mexican wave. There's always a sign the crowd have lost interest. Yeah. You could hear it in the background. It was. It was. It didn't show. Which I mean, is it, good. it was. It was a non-contest really. Even yeah. at two 0 wasn't it? It was a pretty tough watch second half. But a, you know, a professional job. We used to lord teams that did things like that. So we we can't have mm. our cake. And I eat did it, think really. the Ukrainian player Sudakov. I always take that one. I'm a bit chesty. I'm, I'm sure he's <laughs> yeah. handy. You got to the stage of the game where you were doing that and the Matt Bianco material, of course, which we always. Do. Whenever they play the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And he was telling us at the end of his road, the boat race goes past. Yeah. So obviously he feels like you've got live sport with basically 20 yards from you. As you go along and have a look. Yeah. But you're not enamoured with it as a spectator sport, well, are you? I'm not. And also the fact that, I mean, uh, Noam Mueli was uh, rowing for Cambridge. It was the first ever black competitor to take part in the boat race in 194 years wow. it's a very posh very middle class sport and yeah. no question about it you don't say yeah, you well don't there wasn't say. there a, I didn't see it. I saw Alan Tyres uh, wrote a fine piece in the Telegraph mm. they reviewing it for the, as a TV event and said there were there were a couple of features that they did on TV about it becoming a little bit more accessible. Well, that, that was the kind of deliberate thing. Sport. Yeah, that was a deliberate thing by the BBC. They showed sort of outreach programs where kids from inner city schools can go rowing, which is a good thing, of yeah. course it is. And uh, they managed to find an expert. Who said, well, I thought it was going to be a good race. And you think, what have you got to do with the boat race? <laughs> for goodness sake, Buller. They got Ricky on to do it. Did they? <laughs> Fantastic. Marvelous. Oh, you seem to be an expert. You must be. But yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. Um, so we asked you whether off the back of the Andy not enamoured of it uh, with it as a, as a spectator sport have you you know have you kind of watched it on TV and thought well, yeah I like that I'll go and watch it um, that's what happened to mm. um, Tom in Thrapston in North Hans. he said I'm 38 I've watched Formula 1 for most of my life finally I was lucky enough to get to the 2009 British Grand Prix but found it so boring I just got drunk well there we are <laughs> he didn't a, have a long way to go if he lives in North Hans, no that's true right. you could probably hear yeah, it from right. his garden <laughs> um, this is good I did mention earlier on um, off, off the back of the Nathan, Nathan Brown Broadhead. He is now known as the man who equalised at the death against Croatia for Wales. He used to be known as the man that did 62 keepy-uppies with an American football uh, for a keepy-uppy challenge for the NFL. He has shaken off that tag. Uh, a very mm. good one from Rob in West Yorkshire. Last cricket season, I got out in the 90s in each of the first four games oh dear. and became known as Rob who can't score a tonne. <laughs> the next four harsh. games I got out for naught in each game and I was then known as Rob who can't score a run very good Rob thank you for that so if you've shaken off mm. a tag uh, we would uh, I don't mean an electronic one because that's illegal um, talksport.com text 81089 tweet TSH&J more on uh, Greyhound Racing as handicaps Steve in Mansfield uh, as yeah, we've established, it is uh, it's, it's staggered like a four hundred metres race in in the Olympics. Mm. Yeah, Greyhound handicap race. The fastest dog is always in trap six, Andy, which then gives a number of length starts to the five yeah. dogs in front. I yeah. think I know what a handicap yeah. is. I can work that out. But yeah. he then points Thanks. out, Steve. In theory, they should all finish the race together, but never do. No, it would always no, be a draw. Yeah, he's got a point in that yes. particular point. Uh, a good one from Reader's Trousers today. Uh, uh, this is a special offer. Very special offer. We've yeah. designed our new ultimate comfort trousers wow. following requests from our customers for a more formal version I've of I've been our writing to him non-stop. <laughs> I want a more comfortable trouser. Yeah, I know, casual tracksuit bottom stars. The superstars, Elasticated waist, is it? Yeah, it is. Wow. The superstar is perfect for everyday trips to the shops, restaurants and pubs when you need to show the world a smarter you. You're, when does that happen when you go in the pub? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna, I want people to think I'm much smarter. You're waving though. the white flag when you're in an elasticated waist, I think, <laughs> you are, really, aren't you? Uh, straight legs style with two side and one back pocket, always nice. useful. Belt loops in black, navy or grey to team with your favourite jacket, shirt or knitwear. That's good. Belt thinking, loops and an elasticated waist. Yeah, I was thinking of going topless. Oh, well, really? It's always <laughs> yeah. a good look, Andy. Thanks very much. In the pub at night. And uh, Ian Owen's written to the uh, Sun. I like this. He says... Who's Ian Owen? He's just a bloke from okay. Wallington in Surrey who wrote to the Sun. Former Bayern uh, Munich boss Julian Nagelsmann is predicted to take over if Antonio Conte leaves Spurs. Bit out of date, this letter now. Why not appoint ex-manager at Maurizio Pochettino? 
as he was doing a good job before he was sacked in 2019. Well, do you think you were the only person to think that? What's the point of even <laughs> writing in with Ian that? Ian is an original thinker. He's not. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Well, kind of. They're back. It's the Clips of the Week Pewter. Our uh, producer has uh, pulled together some uh, clips from 2003. Mm. We have not very, heard very them since. Although one of them is a bit of an old staple, uh, which had got lost, it, but it has just popped up today. Anyway, uh, without further ado, we should crack on, really. And uh, we kick off, of course, morning. It's uh, Alan Brazil. Thanks, mate. Let's say a very good mar- uh, morning. You might not be aware of this, but... Uh, <laughs> he, he nearly did say morning. <laughs> he did say morning. He did. <laughs> really good morning. <laughs> this is the uh, phone-in with its old host, Gary Newborn. Well, OK, Ralph, Southampton. I asked for a Southampton fan. Not at the game today. Oh, OK. <laughs> it's a bit pointless. <laughs> a Didn't point. see it. Wasn't interested. Wasn't in on it. telly, but... See what know, they made of it. I've heard. Back to Big Allen, alongside Mike Parry with the Celebrity Birthdays. Now, birthdays today. Happy birthday, Des Walker, footballer 38, and Tina Turner, 63. I can't believe that. Nut da da Nut bush. Da-da-da-da. Nut bush. City limits. Slightly different version of Nut bush. City limits there by Mike Parry. And sticking with Alan Brazil, Mike Parry and music. Absolutely. Well, I caught in the mirror this morning. Front page, Cat and Alfie's White Wedding. White Wedding. I'm dreaming of a white wedding. Bing Crosby. <laughs> Bing Crosby. <laughs> Dear me. Um, staying with Mr. Parry. The people at Red Letter Days, they're one of these companies who, you know, you want to ski down the Eiger, they'll fix it for you. You want to go in a balloon over Kenya and shoot wildlife, they'll do it for you. And yeah, <laughs> really? Dear me. I'm not going with them. I don't know if they're still going as a business, but if they are, I'm sure they would distance themselves from that and Mike didn't quite understand what he was saying there. This is a guest talking American politics and the future of the then-President George Bush with Alan Brazil. His popularity is definitely not as high as it was, and if you want to see him re-elected, uh, you may not be a sure thing. Now I can tell you, Brian Robson is the new Bradford City Manager, been appointed, breaking news. Steve, what about Americans? Yeah. <laughs> it's like gear change. Yeah. But you know, when there's breaking news on a sports station, doesn't matter what yeah, you're talking about. <laughs> Staying with Alan in America, here he is again, this time talking sport with Mike Carlson. It, it can happen. It's possible. Bob Hayes obviously was the 100-meter Olympic champion in 1964, and he went on to have a great career with the Dallas Cowboys as a wide receiver. Uh, there have been several failures, though. It's not something that is, uh, you know, a guarantee by any means. Yeah. If we go back, sorry, Mike, to 1964, Bob Hayes, a 100-meter gold medalist, he went on to have a great career with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Just basically repeating yeah. that, repeating that. Back. That was actually Grant Vaughan. It was the late mm. Grant Vaughan. That's mm. true. Yeah. What a, yeah. You were fooled by the fact you said Mike. It was Mike Parry. It was Mike Parry. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, back to the music again, and uh, Mr. Brazil talking about a '90s girl group sensation. In the Spice Girls, Victoria Beckham was Posh Spice, and Emma Burton was Baby Spice. But what was Jerry Halloway known as? <laughs> Who was Emma Burton? <laughs> Emma <more> Burton <laughs> and Jerry Halloway. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> Do it the Holly way with Jerry Burton. Uh, this is a caller to Keith Arthur on Fisherman's Blues. There's a lot of money riding on this, Keith. The no question, pressure then. Do fish drink water? 
I don't think you've drunk water, mate, for a long time. <laughs> that was quite a common thing. In the early... Fisherman's Blue, such a lovely guy, Keith. And people would come in, sort mm. of from... You know, it'd be at five, six in the morning. And they've had a big night on it, or they've yeah. just come in from a club or whatever. And they'd find out, oh, 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 I ain't been fishing before, but I've been listening to you. And I'm going to go and buy a fishing rod and Keithy take them for everything they've got to buy. And then they woke up in the morning they have absolutely no recollection of phoning. Oh, you were on TalkSport last night, was I? He used to get a lot of Do fish, drink water. Tremendous, isn't it? And finally, uh, it's a clip we often quote, but I've never actually had the audio on for many years. It's yeah. Alan Brazil and Mike Parry talking restaurants. No, I tell you where we went. We went to the old Imperial City near the Bank of England. Downstairs, I've taken you in there. Yes. Brilliant. Great. It's old um, Ken, whatever his name is. Ken Walk. What's his name? Ken, Ken, Ken Walk, is it? No, no. it's not. It's Ken not Ken. Hom. Not Ken Walk. That would be a bit root one. But it's Ken Hom. Nominative determinism. Well, he did do a fine range of walks. In, he did. In, for all your supermarkets. But um, he wasn't Ken Walk. <laughs> so there we are. Yes. There's uh, some clips of the week. It's one of my favourites. From, from 2003. We'll try and mm. dust off a few more for you next week. Um, we were asking you about what the tag you've managed to uh, shake off. This is uh, Nathan Broadhead, no longer uh, the young lad, the young Evertonian as he was then, doing um, 62 keepy-uppies with a with an American football for an NFL promo. He is now the boy that scored the equaliser against mm. Croatia, yeah. Yeah. shaken off that NFL tag. Many years ago, I was known as super sub for the local Sunday team, says Craig in Chester, after coming on in the second half and scoring four goals in a cup game. I was subbed the week after it changed to, if he doesn't get a start now, he never will, says uh, Craig. Mm. So thank you very much for that. And Andy mentioned going to watch the boat race at the end of his road. Um, and we wondered sometimes when you go along and watch something, you're not quite as enamoured as you have been when you've seen it on the telly. Not quite as sports as Duncan in Doncaster, but I took my kids on a long trek to watch the Olympic torch come running through our village. 20 police cars later, I think I saw it. The kids didn't. What a waste of time. <laughs> oh, dear. OK, what can you do? Yes, I remember those. Uh, Dean Gadsby. What, not from East Enders? No. OK. Not the great... Not Dean Gaffney. No, Dean okay. Gadsby from Dean Bourne Gadsby. in Lincoln. The great Gadsby, yeah. The great, not so great Gadsby with this one. Roy Hodgson is back in the Premier League as Crystal Palace manager, age 75. Yeah, I think we know that. Somebody should ask the King to give him a knighthood. <laughs> he hasn't kept them up yet. Yeah, OK. Well, so it's, it's, might be relegated. It's, it's dependent on that. Well, I say it is dependent totally on that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We go again tomorrow. I'll be here with uh, Charlie Baker. Andy returns on Wednesday. Do hope you can join us from uh, one o'clock. If not, the podcast will be available as always at around four. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talksport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. 
Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.